Hello everyone, welcome to Bible study and I'm a little sorry that I'm posting this late this week. It's been ah, one of those weeks, but we thank God that we're here and we're about to go into an awesome time in the word of God. So like I always say, get your Bible, get your pen, get your dictionary, your concordance and let's take a journey back to Leah. So remember Leah, emotionally messed up Leah, rejected several times, never loved, lived under the shadow of her sister Leah and how she had hoped that in her marriage she would find peace and joy but instead was rejected by her husband again and a week after she got, after she got married, her husband married her sister whom he really loved. Um, she had um, done a few things to 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 manipulate her sister's fiance of seven years into marrying her but we unpacked that in last episode and why we thought she would have done that so today we're going on with this journey with this family in the middle east and we're going to verse 31 so if you have your bibles just open to genesis chapter 29 verse 31 now, verse 31 says, when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, we also unpacked this last week, unloved. We said the Hebrew word for that actually means detested. And we looked at, you know, the words that, um, the synonyms for detested, words like um, treated with disdain, disgust, you know, discriminated against, you know. So we saw that Leah was having a really horrible time in her marriage and God stepped in for Leah. And he gave her what I would call a gift. A gift to say, um, if you are with me, it says, when the Lord saw, and this is verse 31, that Leah was unloved, he opened her womb. I will stop there. He opened her womb, which means he felt like God was giving her a compensation. Or more like for me, God was reaching out and saying, Leah, I see you. Leah, I care. Leah, I'm right here with you, right? So um, God was reaching out to Leah, but there's a semicolon there, and I and 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 an ad and you know a conjunction, a joining word, but so the combination of the semicolon and the but shows a transition of two independent sentences because it says, "But Rachel was barren." Now we don't have the time to start unpacking transitioning with semicolons, but it got me thinking right um was barrenness a normal state in their family was that what they were supposed to be was leah having children a divine intervention hmm. something something to think about in your own time right um but just a thought that passed through my mind but let's go further down so in verse 32 the bible says that god um leah conceived her first son which must have been shortly after marriage and she said, now, therefore, my husband will love me. In verse 33, um, she said she bought the second son. She said, because the Lord has heard that I am unloved, therefore, he has given me a son. Now, by the time she got her third son, she said, now, my husband will be attached to me. And I started to see a pattern. I don't know if you can see it too. A pattern with which I think... If anybody that is listening to this has ever grasped or had to grapple with any form of rejection, especially intense rejection, Leah was negotiating with her gift from God. You think that is, you know, unusual? 
you know when a girl buys a guy gets because she has money and she likes this guy and um buys him consistently buys him gets to win his affection when somebody bends over for someone's every desire because you want that person to choose you when you put your self-respect on the floor right to agree to everything someone says or requests just because you want that person to choose you and to accept you and to love you now please do not misunderstand me as to think that i am saying that it is wrong to give gifts to the people you love no that is not true and that can never be true but when your self-respect is on the floor when you know that as opposed to it being a gift it is a bargaining tool you are saying to yourself in your heart if i show him more care maybe he will love me you know he doesn't love you you know she doesn't love you and you're saying if i show a little bit more care if i agree with everything he says if i don't ripple the waters maybe he will marry me so you are negotiating you are exchanging your gift musicians artists go through this a lot um especially artists with deep insecurities when they stand on the stage they they receive the acceptance the applause of the crowd for a season they exchange their extraordinary gifts for the applause of the crowd but the sudden dip to depression when the crowd turns on you has led so many creative people to alcohol and drugs and promiscuity all because they are trying to be loved they are trying to be accepted so my question is taking a pause here are you negotiating to be loved i think if anybody has ever gone through intense rejection it's one of the things that you should watch out for or you know you need emotional healing negotiating to be loved like leah in verse 35 after some time you start to realize that you cannot exchange gifts for love and acceptance you cannot buy someone loving you you can buy them pretending to love you you can buy them submitting to your every wish, but you cannot buy them to genuinely love you. So it's very interesting. If you would go with me to verse 35 of Genesis 29, it says, And she conceived again and bore a son and now and said, Now I will praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah. Judah means praise. And we learn something very, very interesting from Leah in this place, in this particular verse. Two things. One, Leah decided to take her eyes off Jacob. It no longer was about Jacob. She decided to turn her focus on who God was and is. Why do we know that? Because praise is when you... Um, exalt God for who he is and the awesome things that he does. So she was like, I'm going to look up to you, God. I am not going to depend on this man's approval. I'm not, I'm going to stop seeking this man's acceptance. And I find it very interesting because if you have your Bible, the Bible says, and I hope you have your Bible. 
It says, it says, now I will praise the Lord. Then the Bible says at the end, then she stopped bearing. You can underline stopped bearing. She no longer needed the consolation prize anymore. She no longer needed the children to heal her emotions. The journey of healing for Leah had started. So the question becomes, how do you heal from rejection? How do you heal from being um, told you're not good enough and all the things we discussed at the last episode? You know, it's interesting. I would like us to take a short look into the life of one of the people that, had, that has experienced the highest level of rejection I have ever come across. I, I mean, he experienced it on every level you could ever think about. In fact, the Bible says of him in Mark chapter 12, verse 10, it says of him, it says, um, if you open to Mark chapter 10, verse 12, it says, have you not read the scripture? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. So obviously this person was rejected. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 3, this same person, the people that he grew up with, his neighbors, his friends, his childhood friends, his family were angry with him because of certain things that he did. This same person, they actually told him in a particular area, please leave us. This is like, this is equivalent to, you know, when they throw people, some women have experienced being thrown out of the house in the middle of the night. They've experienced being told to pack out. This person understands. The Bible says of this person in John chapter 1 verse 11, he says his own people did not receive him and he came with the best of gifts. This is when you go to people with the best of solutions and they tell you to get out. If you have experienced rejection, the person I am talking about, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, understands exactly how you feel. So let's learn from him about how to handle rejection. The first thing that we see in Lord Jesus is that what any man thinks about you is not the final say. Why? Because Mark chapter 12 verse 10 tells us that the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. So even though the builders did not acknowledge the stone, the stone was still exactly what God wanted it to be and what a magnificent stone it was because it became the chief cornerstone. So that person's opinion of you, that person's acceptance of you is not and will not be the final say in your life. Learning how to take your focus off people, which is actually a journey. And we'll talk about how things are a journey very quickly. In fact, I will now share with you some of the most powerful life-changing things about rejection. Romans chapter 8 verse 15 tells us that you are permanently accepted by God. It is a permanent acceptance. God loves you and has accepted you. The most awesome, powerful God and his validation cannot be countered by any other person. The same Romans chapter 8 from verse 33 tells you that you are loved. God absolutely, he accepts you. He approves of you. He loves you. And no one can not. And then the third point that came across to me, not everyone can like you. That's the truth. Not everyone will like you, but guess what? God will always be with you. He will never leave you. You make mistakes. Sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we do funny things, but God will 
never leave us. Now, remember that I had mentioned earlier that the journey of Leah was, an, was a long journey. Why? Because as we read through Genesis chapter 30 and all other scriptures, we see Leah having some ups and downs. Emotional healing is usually a long journey. It takes some time. So if you are on the journey of emotional healing from rejection, I have given some scriptures, Romans 8.15, Romans 8.33 to 39. And I would ask, and then Deuteronomy 31.6, that you take the scriptures and you speak them over yourself every single day. You tell yourself, God loves me. You tell yourself, God has accepted me. You tell yourself, God will never leave me. You know what? It might look like nothing is happening, but one day something is going to happen to you and you will realize that the sense of rejection is not as strong as it was before. It has gotten better. So, isn't it amazing that this one woman went from being an emotional cripple to become a pillar she stayed with jacob for so many years after rachel had died she was buried with his family which is a thing of honor she got the full recognition of being the wife but i believe that leah would never have attained this status if she had kept her focus on jacob her whole life she had highs and lows yes as you read about her, you remember there were other times she negotiated. There were other times she felt bitter. But she had a healing journey throughout her life. And because of that, because in the end, her focus was on God. One woman who maybe could have committed suicide. Maybe could have turned to alcohol. Maybe could have made a life full of promiscuity and greed trying to feel a gaping wound for love and acceptance and approval in her heart became a pillar a woman that was a support for her husband all the years of his life a woman that god honored till the end so my dear sisters if you are walking this journey god loves you and i pray with you I pray, Father, we lift up everyone that is walking through rejection in any form and we ask that you walk this journey of healing with them and that as they heal, Father, let strengthen them to reach out and share their journey to help somebody else. Thank you, Daddy, for what you have taught us about the amazing woman called Leah. We love you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. So until next week, where we will be talking about another wonderful woman in the Bible. And this one, hmm, I'm sure. <laughs> Just wait. You're going to be very excited. Have a wonderful week. Remember to quote your scriptures. Remember you are amazing, loved, and accepted by God. And have a blessed, awesome time of Bible study throughout this week. God bless you.